to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. This is episode five. Very excited. I can't believe we've made it to five. And we've had <laughs> over 1,200 downloads. So thank you guys so much for spreading the word. I was, you know, thinking five people would listen to this. So the fact that we've hit over 1,200 is super exciting. Thank you, guys. And I am very excited about our next guest. She is the co-host of the Pinball Podcast. She is the Bell of the Balls of the Bells and Chimes Portland chapter. And she is the CEO and founder of Soft Plunge Pinball. It is my go-to place for pinball swag. And if you haven't met her yet, you're going to get to know her now, Miss Jessica DiNardo. Yay! Well, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was super excited when you agreed to come on because I'm just literally, you know, weekly sending you my money because you know, <laughs> I have to have all this stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I have a package going out to you tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I like, she speaks to my soul. Uh, oh, my God. For the for our listeners who may not know who you are, Jessica, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into the hobby of pinball and kind of where you're at today? Oh, gosh. All right. Um, that's a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I, I just realized it's my five year, uh, I guess, anniversary of what, when I started playing pinball as an adult is coming oh, up in a couple that's months. that's awesome. Yay. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I played when I was a kid. So uh, my uncle had an evil Knievel pinball machine in his basement, which is now in my garage. Nice. <laughs> It was a whole long trek that if anyone's listened to the pinball podcast, you probably heard me. I have heard you talk about that. Didn't it like stop (laughs) off for a year somewhere or. Yeah, it took two years to get it from uh, New York where I grew up to Portland, Oregon, where I live now. Um, All thanks to rad people in the pinball community. So um, my new buddy, Rob, uh, who lives in Maryland, heard me talk about how my uncle was getting rid of it and offered to go pick it up from my uncle in New York and then he fixed it and cleaned it and he wow. brought it to Pittsburgh um, two years ago, Pittsburgh. So it's been on quite a journey. Uh, Tommy from the Slippin' Podcast had it after that. And then my dear friend Robert from Double Danger Pinball had it after that. Uh, my good friend AJ, who's in Colorado, got it. And then my co-host Jeff from the Pinball Podcast took it to Salt Lake City where it that for a little while and then he brought it here so oh my uh, goodness years of changing hands and um, being put to good use by friends so I was happy that it you know lived some life outside of my uncle's basement since it was the machine that I first played and then when I was a kid my mom uh, likes to tell me stories about we would be out at Coney Island and I would be standing on milk crates at Nathan's playing pinball and uh, that kind of thing. But I had kind of, you know, gotten away from it for a long time as an adult. And then um, my friend Matt, he worked at the time for Double Fine. I don't know if you're a video gamer at all. Uh, somewhat, but um, what is Double Fine? So Double Fine, my friend Tim used to be the head of uh, games for LucasArts. Okay, wow. And he made cool video games for them there. And then he broke off and started his own company called Double Fine. And I um, have run their booth at PAX, the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle and Boston for, my gosh, like 
many, many years. Oh, oh my gosh, like eight or nine years. So um, at one of those shows, Matt's like, hey, we should go check out the Classic Arcade at a time when I wasn't actually working. And we went down and he's a massive pinball fan. And we started playing and I was like, that's right. I used to love this. <laughs> um, and he's really the one who's responsible for getting me back into it, um, being, you know, an adult because he owned machines and he had machines in his apartment and uh, in San Francisco. And that was kind of my reminder that, oh, that's right. You can have these in your house, um, which started me on the hunt for my first machine, uh, Theater of Magic. So oh, it wow. went awesome. from there and I kind of springboarded in a most spectacular, terrifying fashion from there um, and played my first tournament in um, it's actually in Emeryville. It's not there anymore. Scarlet City Coffee, um, RIP, run by Jen, who she's one of the original Oakland Bells. And the tournament was run by Eka, who founded Bells in the first place um, in Oakland. And when I went to play, it was a novice tournament. And I didn't want to compete. My friend talked me into it. And it literally only happened because it was directly downstairs from his apartment. <laughs> like, we walked down the stairs, didn't even have to go outside, just, like, into the coffee shop and played a tournament. So I was talked into doing it. And I somehow ended up winning it and was really confused. Um, and Eka and Jen were just so welcoming and we're just like you should join bells and i was like i don't live here but whatever that is sounds great so i came back to portland um i played in a pinball tournament here one of the weekly tuesday tournaments and i hated it and i was like i'm never doing this again <laughs> uh fast forward a few months and i went back and tried it again and then ended up playing um ton of tournaments for the first two years that i played pinball competitively i was on the like IFPA's top 20 most tournaments played in a year. It was oh stupid. Uh, I burned out really fast. So now I run tournaments. I still run um, Bells in Portland. It's been five years running Bells. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. It's, you know, evolved and changed over time. And I feel that the Portland scene has less and less of a need for it because there are so many women who are just playing in all of the regular quote-unquote regular events. I hate calling them that because what does that mean? Yeah. Um, no, but I get what you're saying, you know. Yeah. So I still do casual meetups for Bells every uh, first Wednesday at Seabar. It's our home base in Portland. And then every third Wednesday, we do rotating location women's tournaments just to have some different options. There's so much pinball in Portland are really spoiled here, and Seattle is the same. Seattle has more tournaments than we do for sure, but even here where we are spoiled rotten. So I still run those. I do a monthly non-IFPA tournament um, out at a place called Next Level in Hillsboro. And if you haven't been and you're in the Portland area or if you're coming to visit Portland, please, please go to Next Level. <laughs> they have, um, it's over 120 pinball machines and then like over 100 arcades in there. And it's $15 and it's free play. From noon to midnight, Friday, Saturday, and then noon to nine on Sundays. And I do once a month Sunday tournaments. And we're going to start up Friday tournaments there. So I do tournament directing here. I travel to do tournament directing. Um, I'm going to be TD again uh, for Whipped. I was last year, and I will be again this year at Penberg uh, with the lovely Kate Martin. So 
I do that kind of stuff, and I rarely ever compete in pinball anymore. You know, there is something, and I, and I will say, I like competing. I'm, I'm still kind of new to the competitive scene, but sometimes I feel I need to separate. I need to wear two separate hats. I love doing the TD stuff and re- organizing the league, but I don't necessarily want to compete at the same time. I'm like, I'll do separate events uh, yeah. just because oh, I need to concentrate on what I'm doing. And I just, I love the organizational aspect of, of doing the, the Bells chapter. It's just a lot of fun for me, and I'm sure it is for you as well. Obviously, you've been doing it for five years, so... Right. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely one of those things where um, I like to keep my tournament directing separate when I can. So I never play in the tournaments at next level that I run. I try not to play in the women's tournaments that I run if it's like an odd number of players because we do chess Swiss. So getting a buy is very beneficial. So I'll even numbers out. But I try not to. I would just rather be able to focus. I don't ever want anyone to think that they're interrupting me when I'm playing because they need a ruling on something or, you know, I just, I want to be as impartial as possible and really dedicate myself to making sure that the tournament's running well and that people are having fun. Like I have a very strict, like be excellent to each other policy in my tournaments. I like that. I like that phrasing. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, you know, I don't, I don't like there, there are a couple harsher phrasings that I've heard for it, but, uh, genuinely I want to be able to create spaces where people can just come and have fun and pinball is a game. And I think that it's easy to forget that sometimes people sometimes take themselves and and pinball a little too serious. We're just here to have a good time. And I always tell the girls, you know, and sometimes when I start going down the rabbit hole of talking about points and status, at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. This is, should be just you guys coming out and having a good time. And if you're not having fun, let me know and we will work on that. So so is your Bell's chapter all competitive? All yeah. So yeah. we we just started in January and um I because, you know, it was um Eka said, you can do what you want, and here's your charter. <laughs> Since I was super new, I mirrored what the Open League did. So we have, like, a San Antonio Pinball League uh, meet, you know, once a week. They, um, you know, it's just a really standard um, Papa-style league. And I just mirrored that. So it is competitive, but we try to keep it really chill. Like, it's not an, I, yeah. anything I would consider really you know stressful or over the top just because i and i explain this to people like one third of the women that are in my league or our league i should say um are really interested in that competitive side of it the other two thirds are literally there just to hang out and have fun Mm -hmm. and so i mean i think they all should be able to kind of share the same space i'm thinking moving forward we may have more just kind of you know I'm happy hour kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But I just, I haven't gotten there yet. I need, I need an assistant <laughs> full time. <laughs> I need some help. I you laugh. You, I'm like, um, can you guys help me out? <laughs> no, I know it's true. I have, um, my friend Sarah Poole here in Portland, um, especially like when I'm busy or when I'm traveling or when I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed and crazy, which we all do. She has been amazing stepping in and helping to run the events. And she handles like the IFPA submission for the women's side, which that's a whole thing that I don't know if you've talked about yet. Oh, we talked about it on episode one and two about the dollar. (laughs) Uh, Not require the dead horse to be beat, but I don't want to do that. 
So um, that'll go away. And that may mean that the women's tournaments stop. And then I just focus on the social bells meetings. Um, but I, I think that that's a very poorly planned version of uh, IFPA involvement for, for women. And I'd like to see us move away from IFPA and maybe have some kind of something that we can do on our own because um, if we're trying to grow, then let's not unfairly tax a group to pay another group. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. That was kind of what we came up with, you know, when I was talking with the, the Houston Bells chapter and just kind of the way they went about it. And I was talking with Maureen Hendricks. We talked about it as well. And it was just the, the way they went about it. And I'm still kind of in the, the meh kind of camp about it. I don't, it's just, I didn't like the way all of it was handled. I don't like the way the money's being split up. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I'm just kind of like, well, what do we do? <laughs> what exactly are our options? And since I'm so new to being a, a lead coordinator, I'm just kind of waiting to see how the chips fall and, okay. you know, hopefully, you know, somebody does kind of pick up the stick and if they give, if there are some other options or, you know, maybe working with other folks and putting something new together just for women, you know, I'm, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, if it was an IFPA thing where every state was required to have a women's states that took into account the women's tournaments and that money went towards that, then that's one thing. If it, There are a few ways that they can handle it as opposed to just like putting it into place and not actually answering people's questions about that are valid concerns. Yeah. Um, but again, we don't need to, to beat that. Just, uh, just a point to say that, um, you know, that's something that would, you know, affect the way that we have things run here. Um, certainly, but again, Portland has, you know, the involvement of women in open tournaments, um, has increased so drastically from when I began playing pinball here. So, Normally there would be one or two women at a weekly and now you see significantly more like the involvement has gone up drastically. So for me, I feel like that's accomplished the thing that, you know, it's good for that to accomplish. I just like hanging out with rad ladies and playing pinball. There you so go. Preach. That's, <laughs> it's uh so I was, I know that New York had done some Bells tournaments, not officially like a league kind of thing prior to me starting the Portland Bells. Um, but aside, you know, from Oakland, obviously, I think that Portland was the next official like quote unquote Bells chapter. Um, but that was before there were ever charters or anything. So I just took it and went in whatever direction I felt like going in, which was just like, let's get together and have fun. Let's, you know, talk about flipper skills and table rules and, Let's do weird challenges with each other and genuinely let's be social with each other or not. Sometimes people don't want to, you know, they just want to be in the space right. and they don't want to actively involve. So I'm like, what can I do to provide a place that people will enjoy being in? Um, and, and I, and I agree with you on that one. Um, that, that's something I, I want to do as a next step. And it was, it was funny. We were having our finals and I'm, I want to explain to people how things work, but I'm always hesitant to kind of start like, as I call it mansplaining, but you know, telling people how they should do things. But I was playing a game with these women and we had been in the league for several weeks and then they didn't know 
the basic table rules and I'm just looking at them like, what do you mean you don't know the rules of this game? We've been playing it for like several meets. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that it did this stuff. So I'm like, yeah. all right, time out. Everybody stop. All right, we're going to explain the rules. It was joker poker. So I'm like yeah. explaining to them how to, you know, you have to do the drop targets. You have to do them in this order. This advances the, advances the bonus. And for me, and something I've, you know, talked about with the, the open league coordinator, I'm like, I really like to do more, you know, kind of tutorials and have more just kind of like, hey, let's do flipper skills or let's just have like a little, um, talk about rule sets and things like that. And that, that's kind of what I want to get more into more of the educating part of it. Um, yeah. cause I think that that's a little lacking, especially the, the learning curve, because you're right. I have seen just from, we've only been, you know, officially, you know, playing uh, Bell's chapter here for about six months, but I went from 15 in the spring to 32 in the summer. And then yeah. and more women are now coming to our open events um, so I'm excited about that to just kind of see where that goes. And, and I, I hope that we kind of become almost like a Portland, Seattle, where, you know, it does become just more of a, a social function and that the, the women feel comfortable playing in the, the open events. And, and I think there's always that kind of like, well, I don't really know the rules or I'm a little nervous and, you know, I don't know what's going on. And, and I think mm-hmm. they just feel safer when they come to to a Bells or an all women event. So I think we'll yeah. always be there in some iteration or another. Yeah. And, and everyone has their different reasons for wanting to be a part of that or not wanting to be a part of that or why they go to open events or don't go. You know, everyone has their own personal preferences. And it took me a little while to realize I can't be everything to everyone. Um, and some people are going to enjoy it and some people aren't, and that's totally fine. Um, but also it's, you know, I've heard people say, I wish that there wasn't a need for things like this. And it's like, yes, you'll, you definitely get some people who are inappropriate. You definitely get some mansplaining at the same time. Um, I've definitely had women over explain things. So I, I think that, Either side, when we have this conversation, tends to get very extreme into it. Like it's either, you know, people are terrible, or yeah. <laughs> like, or like, no, none of us are terrible. It's like, well, you have to understand there's like a middle ground, and you need to find the space and the arrangement that's most comfortable for you. So I just like presenting an option that is something that I personally enjoy. I guess this that kind of carries over to to what I do with soft plunge too I just I make clothes that I think should exist because I was like oh it'd be great if that was a real thing and then I do it and then I realize that it just cost me a lot of money to do that and then I'm very grateful that other people like it too (laughs) so no I completely agree yeah all of a sudden I've got a gazillion bell shirts we should have shirts for every season it's gonna be great guys and then all of a sudden I've got 40 shirts in my car (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't buy, they they make me buy it, you know, big packs. I had to have a come to Jesus with, you know, um, I have to thank my friend Tina, who's one of our league members. She's been helping out for the summer. She's a teacher. So she's, I'll help you for the summer. So I had to have a sit down with her and Regina um, Morales, who does our art, and one of the other ladies. I'm like, hey, so would y'all be really upset if we didn't have a shirt for every season? And they're like, (laughs) no, it's okay. They're they're, they're really cool, but it's okay because everybody likes our original shirt. Well, if everybody, if that's your favorite, we'll just make that one. (laughs) Because now I've got like a bunch of shirts in my car that I'm trying to like hawk everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You want a shirt? I got a shirt for you. I'll make you a deal. (laughs) All right. Well, when you go to make your new shirts, 
let's talk. <laughs> I work I work at a screen printing place now, so all of the stuff that I make I literally am making by hand. That's amazing. So it's um there's a lot of there's a lot of direct print stuff out there and options out there, but uh I'm very particular and I love like the art of screen printing is something that I think is really, really cool and something that I don't want to see lost. So um, literally to everything that I'm doing is... That process is amazing. I, I've seen people do it and, it, you know, it's an art form that's really going away. A lot of people are going to that direct print, and which is really yeah. sad, you know. It's it's hard, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's cheaper and, you know, I'm like, I get it, but you get what you pay for, you know, like there, there are different different reasons for it, especially if I'm doing smaller runs of things. Like I love actually like mixing colors and laying ink down. It's just, it's very tactile and it's very satisfying and it's very artistic. And it's something that is important to me as a business owner. Like uh, it's funny. So I don't remember who I was talking to and they're like, wait, is soft plunge just you? And I was like, yep. And they're like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, how are you doing all of this? And I am busting my ass is the answer. And it's like, I want to make things that are inclusive for everyone. So all of the stuff that I do comes in unisex and women's like styles of sizing. And I try to have as wide of a size range as possible. So I go from small and women's to three X and unisex. And it's like, everyone should be able to have the stuff that they would like to have. And I just want to help and bring some weird stuff to other people's bodies. Too. No, you know what? Um, I and that was one of the things. First of all, I'm very uh, I'm all about supporting women in business. That So that was check number one. She's a lady Yay. doing it for herself. Check number two. Her shirts are super awesome. The the one you rolled out with Golden Girls. Oh my God, she speaks to my soul. And it's not black. And I was like, so it's not black. It has the Golden Girls and pinball. This is it. I'm gonna be buried in this damn shirt. And uh, and so when I get it, and I'm I'm a, I'm a little curvier kind of lady, so I'm always nervous Same. that the shirt's not gonna go over my hips and over my booty. Right. And this shirt it's amazing it's lengthening things i didn't think could be lengthened anymore <laughs> Yay. And, and, and i love it's it's soft so because i yeah. and then and i was it's always a because i never know when i'm ordering shirt am i gonna get the beefy hanes tea that's super mm. thick i live in south texas it's so hot here yeah. i need a thin shirt so when yeah. i got it i have to tell you it's one of the best quality shirts i've had in a really long time and it fits yeah. perfectly I love it. And that's why I had to go get the I love ping pong shirt. And because I literally, I think I might have told this story on one of the other episodes, but I had my boss ask me, you know, when I told him I played competitive pinball and he thought I said ping pong, ping pong. Yep. And then I'm out with my girlfriends. We're doing like our girls trip, our annual girls trip last week. And I was telling them pinball and they're like ping pong. They're, and they're, then they just went off all week. It was Lauren and her ping pong hobby. I hate yep. you guys so much. And I'm going to wear my shirt next time we hang out. Y'all are going to be totally <laughs> jelly of my shirt. But then I about lost my mind Uh-oh. about the Wu-Tang shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, so uh, so I have to kind of back reference this a little bit because I couldn't. That's why I'm like, I feel Jessica's like my spirit buddy. She's my spirit guy. <laughs> because two days before I saw you like, put the announcement out about that shirt online, 
I work in, in IT and the, where my office sits, I kind of sit outside a bullpen with a lot of guys ages 25 to 35. Yeah. And one of them was like, who's Wu Tang? And I'm like, shut your what? mouth. What? I don't even know what, what kind of education, where did you grow up? This is sad. <laughs> I, I get that you maybe don't know all their music, but you have yeah. to at least know who they are. Who they are. So I literally made him homework because then he was telling me, well, the only alternative band I know is Nirvana. Did you, what rock did you live under? Well, I'm only 27. It doesn't matter. Here, I'm going to write down all these bands. You go listen to them. So the last week or so, did you finish your homework? <laughs> but, uh, but it's so funny. So then I, you know, after we had that conversation, I see the Wu-Tang shirt. And then I think I posted on your thing. I'm, shut, shut up. I'm going to just give you my money. Here you go. Uh, oh, just take my money. But And I got the gold one, too, because I have to have the gold yes. one. The so. gold is super limited. They're discontinuing that color shirt, which is sad because it's uh, a really good color shirt. It is. Because uh, it's so not bought, yellow. It's gold. It's, it it's, is gold. Yeah. It is gold. Um, yeah. So the Golden Girls and Wu-Tang are... Um, kind of on a li- I have a running list of things I want to make and kind of the way that my process works is I can come up with ideas for things and tell you the random shit that I would like to have like associated with or involved in that thing uh, I'm not an artist myself I, I'm more of like a crafter so I you know do that kind of stuff but I, it's not I can't sit down and draw this out for you. I can sketch it on a napkin a la Spinal Tap, and then you have to (laughs) do it for me. Uh, No, I did not mean inches. But I have, like, a very basic, like, these are the kinds of things. But I also really love finding and supporting artists who I enjoy. So, um, you know, with the Party Human shirt, my friend Carol, who's in Portland, so she's a female artist. She's oh, local. Oh, that's a fun one, too. Yeah. Yes, I love supporting queer artists. I love, like, like let's include everyone in, in all of this. Let me find people whose art I genuinely love and then kind of let them run with an idea that I have because I know it would be great in their style. So that's kind of how I've been approaching everything with the brand. Um, and I had the logo designed by a woman, which was important to me. Portland so I try and keep things local I try and support women like all those things that go into the business model but the dream themes are one of my lists so I keep lists of all the stuff I want to make <laughs> there's a lot of it um so my dream themes list I found um there's an artist who I've been following for a long time named Pete Ellison who actually used to live in Portland and then he and his partner moved to Canada um so he designed the Golden Girls shirts and the Funhouse stickers. So he did both of those designs for me. So that was my first dream theme. It was just one of those, like, I'm like, it has to happen. Because when Stern was releasing a bunch of, you know, like Aerosmith or whatever, like more dad bands. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And the the, the, the oh, old white guy bands, as our friend Kelly referred to them as, like, old white guy bands. I'm like, yeah, dang it. You know, I just want something different. Just something different. Just something different. And when they were teasing, like, what the next game was going to be, and they had the, the streams going, and yada yada, and they there was, like, a reference. They said something that made people think that it was a Golden Girls machine, just messing with people. And I was like, oh, if you think I'm not going to run with that, you are <laughs> sorely mistaken. Um, and the response has been really good. I'm actually having, I'm printing more tomorrow. Um, because the first run is almost sold out. So I'll do another run of those. 
And then, um, yeah, I'm tempted to even buy like a backup because I bought one for myself (laughs) and then I bought one to give away at our, um, big summer slam tournament that we're doing next month. And then I'm like, well, what happens if I get, you know, taco stuff on my shirt? Cause this happens (laughs) because, you know, tacos are my life. Tacos and pinball. That is my life. And what am I going to do? The shout can only go so far. Well, maybe I need a backup shirt. I don't know. Like, what happens if she doesn't make them anymore? Because you know, I have to wear this forever. Again, I'm going to be buried in the Golden Girls pinball shirt because I love oh, it so amazing. much. But amazing. yeah, no, I love the direction that you're taking with Soft Plunge. And I mean, I, I'm a, just sheerly amazed by everything you've got your hands in between, you know, podcasting, business owner. You've got the screen printing thing going on. And on, on, on top of all that, by the way, you also run the Bells and Chimes League in Portland because, you know, you don't have anything else going on, you know. I have anything else going on. The screen printing is, is new, actually. So my, my friend Kyle, uh, who I've known for a decade because he used to be the bar manager at the theater where I did my bad movie nights. Nice. Um, so my ex and I used to do a bad movie night called Seventh Planet Picture Show where we would live riff movies uh, in a bar for people to watch and join in (laughs) and it was crazy and fun and uh the theater where we did that actually has turned since turned into quarter world arcade in portland's uh but at the time it was not certainly but it's funny being back there playing pinball and having all of these like nostalgic feels for where i used to do my bad movie nights (laughs) like oh this is the same place where we would sit and yell at screens um so he started this company five years ago, and so he's been printing Bell shirts since Bell started, because I like to support my friends and support local stuff. And here, here, uh, yeah. So he's been doing the Bell stuff for five years, and then when I started Soft Plunge, he was kind of ramping up in terms of his business and picking up some more. Um, and he's also an artist; he's an amazing psychedelic artist, and he wanted to have some more time to focus on that and. Um, he has a storefront now, so he kind of asked if I wanted to learn the trade and man, it's so satisfying to see something through from conceptualization all the way through the process in terms of design and working with artists to like then sourcing to make sure that I have like very high quality, very soft clothes that I'm printing on and then actually loading the shirts up and pushing the ink onto them and then shipping them out to everybody. Like literally every single thing that I do is done by me by hand. And it's, I am like, it's terrifying because it's all of my money. You know, like you're just like, here's literally everything I've ever saved to start this and make this happen. But when I get to do that and then I see humans wearing the clothes I made and they look happy in them, it's the best thing ever. (laughs) There has to, I mean, to me that just, you can actually see the fruits of your labor. You can actually, you know, touch and feel and, you know, really just have an appreciation for a product that you've created. It's not just this random thing or this, you know, a nebulous type of thing that you, you know, that's out there. I just, I, I love it. I love everything you've put out there so far. So, Yeah, it's yeah. it's super. And then again, ladies doing it for themselves. So and the fact that you support other women and local artists as well, to me, that's this even says more about you as a person and as a business owner, because that's the kind of business I want to support are people that are supporting other small businesses and other like minded businesses as well. I appreciate that. And I am definitely trying to, you know, in the same way that Bell's tries to be inclusive of 
of women. Um, I know at least for our chapter, it's super important for me for any of our like website stuff or whatever to make sure that everyone knows that it's cis, trans, non-binary, self-identified women. Like if there's no one type of woman and we are welcoming of everyone into our fold and I, I want everyone to feel comfortable. So I like to make things that make people feel comfortable. I like to create spaces that make people feel comfortable. Um, and we all always have room for improvement, but, um, it's nice to see people and be like, Oh my gosh, you have that in a size that works for me. Or when I made those like little jogging shorts, I was really disappointed they only went up to XL because I yeah. like to be super, you know, body inclusive because I'm a big girl. Like, I I definitely would like to throw an extra X on those shorts for myself. But, um, you know, it's it's what's available to market now. And I'm trying to make a big enough stink that they make more. But it's like I'm a very small small uh, fish in a giant, giant lake. So, um, so I keep trying. But... I, uh, this is, this is something nobody else knows. This is fresh oh information God. here. Exclusive. Exclusive to Yay. Backbox Pinball Podcast. Um, I will be doing a very limited release coming up of some, uh, Wu-Tang on softplungepinball.com. Okay, you dropped out there for a second. So, what was the release? Oh that, no! I know, like, no. Uh, so, uh, what was the Wu Tang item that you were? Uh, no. Uh, yes, super limited edition uh, Wu Tang and pinball summer dresses. Shut up! No, oh my god. When I see Jessica, why don't, I should just like have a direct line from my Venmo to you, you know, instead of just going through the website. <laughs> I'll send you a weekly stipend. Right. I will put up all of the announcements, all, all of them, because uh, when I say limited, some sizes slash colors, there is one of or two of. That oh is That's, that is super limited. It is super limited um, because it's kind of cost prohibitive for me to do. And I just don't know if people are going to buy them. So I'm like, this is something I would like to experiment with. So I'm going to try it and throw it out there and see if the community likes it. But... Um, yeah, I want to do more weird and interesting stuff, and uh, I'm glad that you are on the subscription program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, because I'm already like, okay, offline, seriously, Jessica, let me tell you, I need like a 2X, we're going to make that happen, so... <laughs> Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll chat. We'll yeah, sure. no, no, we were joking on the episode one, because we were talking about your... Um, company and we were talking about the little shorty shorts and everybody was oh, we love the shorty shorts i need extra material in those shorty shorts i was i, I want to make them happen but they're i got way too much booty for those shorts but they're adorable so but, they look kind of i'm just gonna say from personal experience you look kind of cute if you get a little extra booty in those shorts i'm just saying <laughs> that uh it's look and i support it wholeheartedly i will say i did you know when i first released everything um the you know my first batch of stuff basically i i wanted to make sure i had several different types of items that i put out into the world and uh i wasn't sure that the about the reception on the shorts i wasn't sure who was going to wear them i know for myself i'm like that's totally a thing i would wear around the house or to oh, the yeah. beach or to, like that kind of thing like that makes sense to me and the the one piece of criticism that I received was actually from a guy on like someone had shared it and they they made a comment that it was they thought that it was 
uh, not helping women in the hobby for me to be making those. And I was like, that's really interesting. And I'd like to talk to you about that. Hmm. Uh, because, and he was like, it's, he's like, it reminds me of the, uh, the woman on the play field of doggy soccer, world cup soccer. And I was like, I don't find anything objectionable about the girl on doggy soccer. And also, why are you sexualizing women in shorts? Like, yeah, I thank you. Like, I was about to say, so I, you just <laughs> immediately turned me into a sexual object. I, immediately, right. just because I'm wearing a pair of shorts. Right. Oh. Like, it's freaking hot. It's summer. I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. Clearly seems like um, a fashion choice that people can either choose to make or not make. Like, if you don't want to wear my shorts, you clearly don't have to. Uh, but I will say I sold them all out at the North. Western Arcade Show in Tacoma. <laughs> so I just printed more as so their shorts are shipping out now again. Um, and there are people who want them. So I was like, you, this is, this is a, a strange twist on the conversation that continues to happen about like pinball art and women um, that I wasn't expecting. But I'm always interested and I will always have that conversation with people because I like to know where they're coming from um, and to be more thoughtful about things. And I understand that I am a difficult person to offend there are a lot of things that don't phase me that as someone in the community who runs a women's league or does women's events i've had to become more sensitive to by looking at things through other people's eyes yeah i understand Um, more than you know yes i i mean i used to be involved in the burlesque community um you know i i used to do magic and burlesque shows and uh a, you just had, had extra a, cool points, Jessica. <laughs> I had a very long period of my life where I was not comfortable with myself and my body. And it took me a long time to get to that point. So I understand when people have those sorts of hangups and things like that. Um, and that's something that I try and be conscious of. And I understand when people are made uncomfortable by certain images. I'm not. I've been in certain um, alternative communities, we'll call them, for most of my life. And... That's it's not something that fazes me like nudity isn't a thing that phases me. Um, but the way that it's presented and um, the way that people respond when people are not fans of it, you know, like there are ways that you handle things with tact mm-hmm. and there are ways that you can be sensitive to other people, even if it doesn't necessarily align with your own personal views or beliefs. And I think that we all just need to be a little bit more understanding of each other in the community and that things will go a lot smoother for us if we do instead of agree. Yeah, so violently when you hear that someone doesn't like a thing that you like it's like all right well you have a different perspective from me and that's okay um, yeah, I, I had to end an art i, I don't want to say an argument a heated discussion on a thread in facebook and i'm not one to kind of stir the pot but you know i made a comment and this one person just kind of went after me i'm like i literally feel like i've been burned with a blowtorch but and finally I, I got to a point where i'm like you know what i just agree to disagree with you you know have a good day <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know, it's it's okay. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. It's the fact that we all have to respect everyone's opinion and everyone's position and everybody should feel comfortable and welcomed in our spaces, no matter what path they choose to walk in life. And and that was one of the things, you know, you mentioned it earlier, you know, because I had to do some cyber stalking, you know, so I could find out more about all that is Jessica. Um, oh, no. And I, <laughs> I did. No, no. But I loved the description that you guys had, because that that's something I, I have with bells. You know, if you identify as a woman, any type of woman, whatever path you're on, you are more than welcome. Be in our space. Have a good time. Um, I'm very um, open to different types of communities. 
And the the way you guys phrased it was really lovely. I think I might steal this because this is exactly what we are trying to do. Yeah, there have been other chapters that they started and they were looking for language. And I'm very happy to share that language because I tried to just be like succinct and human about it. And just like, this is, you know, and, and when you said like, you know, you have to respect other people's opinions, I, I don't personally feel like I need to respect other people's opinions, but I respect them as human beings and I respect their right to have those opinions. That's a better way of saying it. You know, I, I don't agree with your opinion, but you know, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. And as long as you're not infringing on, on my rights or the rights of the people in our space right now, that to me, that's really important. I want everybody to feel comfortable and have a good time. And, and again, like I, as you stated, I, for me, I'm not one that's also offended. And, you know, something I, a learning curve for me is that we have a lot of kids in our young ladies in our league. So I have to kind of think, OK, you know, as a mom, I mean, our moms are really cool. But I'm like, are you guys OK with this? Because I don't have kids and I yeah. don't I don't know. Is this OK? And usually they're like, Lauren, it's fine. I'm like, OK, I'm yeah. just, just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I may have cursed this conversation. Sorry. Is that, I, I, uh, that. If, if you did, That's I'll beat fine. you out. And I'm, I, I, I just, I have to yep. check the explicit box, Jessica. Sheesh. <laughs> all right. All bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, I, do, I do try not to swear because we do have younger <laughs> listeners, but it, at the same time, you know, sometimes I swear like a sailor, just so our listeners know if you meet me in, in real life. So, um, but yeah, uh, no, 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 it's fine. No worries. <laughs> All right. We usually do a news portion in the show. There wasn't yeah. a lot of really, uh, well, there did, was a big thing to drop today, but I'm almost, I, I'll bring it up, but I don't really have a, you know, a, a, an opinion about it. The whole Dutch thing. I don't know if you heard about that yet. Yeah. Yes. I looked it over. Uh, Dutch. I lost interest in Dutch pinball as soon as they tried to do a, "Quote unquote sexy bride of Pinot." Yeah, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you guys are dead to me. We're yeah. fine now. It just, you know, I'm just. I, if you want to go throw your your hard-earned money after the money you lost, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm just, I just no. <laughs> um, but people were just getting real spicy about it. I was like, oh no, just you know, uh, I I'm spicy about people like to get spicy. They That's, do. Uh, yeah, it's. People like to get spicy online. People don't necessarily like to get spicy in person. Oh, I've no. discovered it's but, one of those one of those weird things where, you know, people don't like confrontation. That's a huge. Not. I mean, I I also think I think that that helps keep some people at bay, but it also hinders us because as supporters and as allies to to other people, not just men to women but like human to human, if we see something that makes us uncomfortable, that's happening to someone else, like imagine how the other person's feeling and yeah, it's uncomfortable for you to speak up to that person. But if you don't, the other person considers that like, Oh, this is totally fine for me to continue doing this thing that I'm doing because nobody's ever told me that I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Until, and I, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a, what I would consider somebody who likes confrontation, but as, as not only a woman, but a person of color, it is something that I, you know, unfortunately this is just something that crops up into my life every once in a while. But if you have to, if you see something, you have to say something because that's the only way the world is going to change is if people get involved, um, you know, allies, whomever. Um, I think that that's really important. 
Hallelujah. Word. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the other news, I mean, we had the Loser Kid podcast had Keith Elwin on. That actually was a pretty interesting interview. I, I enjoyed that. Guns N' Roses was actually confirmed by Slash because we needed to have the Guns N' Roses remake. Nah. But, uh, but yeah, if, you, if you're into GNR, it's coming. So is Jersey Jack doing? They, they didn't Jersey say um, it was just they were doing an interview with Slash, the San Francisco Weekly. And he was jazzed up talking about the brand new GNR pinball machine coming out. But they didn't mention a manufacturer. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool that it comes out from Jersey Jack. I mean, they do like all the bells and whistles. But at the same time, like, you know, we. I feel like this is like, you know, the the one subject we always come back to. It's like another old rock pin. Dang it. We no. have a GNR machine. Yeah. Also, uh, part of my part of my reasoning, aside from that, it's real great of releasing a Wu-Tang shirt is because there should be a Wu-Tang pinball machine. There should be a hip hop pinball machine. There should be a rap pinball machine. There should be a genre of pinball machine that is not just rock and roll. Currently, 100% agree. Current. Uh, uh, one of the players from Austin, um, she said she wanted a Beastie Boys pinball machine. I was like, I love the Beastie Boys. I was like, that would be great. I mean, something, I think Wu-Tang would be amazing. Um, you know, Kelly wanted, you know, Beyonce. I was like, I would love Beyonce pin. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I may or may not be taking that. Yeah, no, (laughs) there would be a a mode where she like just bats away everything. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Um, But yeah, it was a it was pretty cool. But I think that there's just other genres of music that just haven't even been looked at, I think, would just sell really well. And it's just, you know, a little disappointing. I I feel like I harp on this all the time. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be pandered to, you know, the the head to head panel that happened at Pintastic where they had a bunch of a podcast media um, there. to (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I'm going to listen to it. It was entertaining, um, but I felt like some voices were a little louder than others. But it was interesting. But one of the things that Marty had asked from head to head was, you know, hey, as a woman, what kind of theme would you like? I don't want a theme that's just specific for women or that you would think that that women would like. And Stephanie answered it really well, Pinball Princess. Um, you know, I don't need something specific to me as a woman. I, I like lots of different things. I just don't like the color pink and, you know, things with ruffles. That's just, you know, I... I just feel like they're just going right. about it the wrong way. Just manufacturers in general. Just how do we design a pinball machine for women? No, just design cool pinball machines. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Yeah. Instead of worrying about how do we design one, quote unquote, for women. How about how do we design one by women? How about we hire some more women at pinball companies and actually have them there making decisions and giving input instead of a bunch of dudes sitting around a table saying, how do we market to these women we've heard of? Yeah, the, uh, we've seen them before women in the wild. In pinball, more women in pinball forever and ever and Yay, ever and ever. Uh, let's diversify our landscape. Please and thank you. would be great. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to keep making these dream theme machines until the company starts paying me to to come up with them. When, uh, if, if you build it, they will come. Eventually, they're going to like this. Jessica girl is on it. Look, look at all the stuff she's coming up with. It's amazing. I just want to get it. Like, I want to get one of these shirts, like, into Riz's hands and have him be like, why don't we have a pinball machine? And then, they, like, let 
them start pushing. Let them get into it. I would be so excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, do a do a Wu Tang thirty six chambers like you're you're ticking all of my martial arts, kung fu boxes, and my Wu Tang box like and the pinball. Yes, like bring all of the things together, and I would be such a happy camper. One one of, if not the greatest rap group of all time. How can you tell me that wouldn't sell? And I mean, your demographic, it, while you say it's a 40-year-old guy, okay then, then that demographic's going to be at least somewhat familiar, if not pretty darn familiar with Wu-Tang. So how uh, can you tell me that that wouldn't do well? I just, I don't know. Just but me. Also, just make a really fun game and then people won't care what the theme is. This is true. <laughs> make it... And also, yes, you're you're playing to a particular audience that you have, but how about diversifying? Like, how much money do you think that your customer base has, and do you think they're going to buy every single title that you have? How about trying to bring in a new customer base who would be into some different stuff than the stuff that you're actually producing right now, who would be into having... Um, you know, like some rap or some hip-hop titles, or, you know, some some shows that aren't as, like, Game of Thrones, like, you know, severe-looking type things. Yeah, or even, like, I, I've always thought, even though it's not, I prefer more of a classic country, but, like, country. Uh, why aren't there more country-themed, you know, if you're going to skew music a different way, I mean, it's not my cup of tea unless you were going to do, like, a Johnny Cash machine or something of that nature, you know, I... In, there's just so many different genres of music and it's just like we're only going to be doing rock of the 60s and 70s like or sometimes 80s um yeah. you know yeah, yeah i want a new wave machine please oh that would you know i mean i'm all about my duran duran my pet shop boys uh oh, love that so mm-hmm. a new order machine uh that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah. mm. there's there's some that i could see being you know somewhat limiting in terms of like the type of music that you want to use for a pinball machine because there's a certain vibe that you want to give to it um like an arcade type feel so right. if you're doing something that's a little bit slower in tempo i get it um but i'm not i'm not going to give i'm not going to give too much away but i have a couple other uh music dream theme pins that are going to come out in the pipeline and hopefully oh, a couple of people will be like oh yes yes that would be great eventually someone's going to see it or hear about it or whatever and be like, that's actually not a bad idea. So that'll be the day that I've made it. <laughs> or when I receive my first cease and desist letter, we'll see which comes first. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're kind of like almost wrapping up the show, but the one thing I wanted to talk about was that I have to tell you again, you're living your best life. This is the summer of Jessica because <laughs> I am super jelly of you taking yourself over to the Brisbane Masters. What the heck? How did you score that deal? Because I'm, oh, like, God. so excited for you. <laughs> so um, this is a whole this is a whole thing. So last year, um, I went to Pincade in New Zealand, which is, if you are thinking about ever going to New Zealand, go for Pincade. It's amazing. Um, it's a tournament that progresses between, different cities and different towns in New Zealand to different people's private collections of games for tournament play. So you have this huge group of people that's like going to all these different spots and people are opening their homes and sharing their collections. And then you get to some days it's like casual play or whatever. And then you do a tournament at night and there's pin golf or there's match play or there's three strikes or whatever. So it's a bunch of formats in a bunch of places and 
just the raddest people. Like, everyone was so much fun. So I went and did that. And then I came back. That was the first vacation, like, real vacation I'd taken from my job, uh, possibly ever. And when I came back, they are like, we're restructuring the company. And I was like, well, that sucks. Uh, and my, my friend, Dr. John of, uh, Emily and Dr. John, on the Gold Coast said, just come back to Australia. So I went back to Australia. Um, and I went and played in, uh, um, the Cooley Classic here on the Gold Coast. And then I went back and played in the Brisbane Masters last year. And I was the top female in Masters. I made it through into semifinals. And then I was third place overall in the Cooley Classic. So I did really well for the limited time that I had there. Um, Well enough that I qualified for the Australian National Championship. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So uh, my friend Connor and I both actually qualified for that. So we flew over there in February to Canberra and played in that. Um, But... I have made some absolutely amazing friends in Brisbane. Um, so Netherworld and Pincade are the two kind of main locations there. And now Pinball House is, um, is another force that's coming into play. Oh, hi, Tesla. My cat has to come and sit on my lap. So he's Aww. like, you've been here for apparently an hour and he did not get any pets. So he's here now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Del- my Delilah, Delilah, my dog is outside, so I'm sure any moment now she's hey, hey, lady. Um, yeah. So when I was there last year, like I helped because that's naturally what I want to do. Like I want to help with the scorekeeping, I want to help with the organization, I want to help set things up, tear things down. Like I want to be of use to people when I'm there and kind of earn my keep. So, um, in having conversations. Um, with Jimmy, who runs Netherworld, who is organizing the Brisbane Masters. Um, I worked with him to design the very first Queensland uh, Women's Championship for Brisbane Masters. So I'm going to be TDing that. And I'm helping to run a number of the events there. So um, I am a quote-unquote special guest. I got billing above Billy Mitchell. What? On their website. I'm like, this is my new claim to fame. Yeah, screenshot <laughs> that for life. <laughs> um, yeah, so all of my, my wonderful, wonderful friends there in the Brisbane pinball scene have been so supportive. And I'm really, really thrilled to be able to help run things this year. Um, it's going to be at the ECA, which is a huge, apparently, like their version of a state fair, but it's massive and like different school districts and different parts of towns get like days off to go to it. Like it's a state holiday kind of, it's crazy. So it's going to be like a giant fair, but that's where we're holding um, the Brisbane pinball and arcade championships. So Brisbane masters is the largest pinball tournament in the Southern hemisphere. And and it's 10 days of pinball, 10 days of tournaments. Yeah, I've heard a a little bit about it. Just I heard they did an interview with Dave Peck, I think, on Head to Head. And he was uh, referencing um, the Brisbane Masters. And so when I saw that on your website, because I was seeing stuff, people were asking, like, are you going to bring such and stuff to the tournament? I'm like, where is she going? And then finally, I saw the, oh, my God, she's going to Australia. How do I get that gig? Yeah. So I'm going back and I, I'm thrilled. The pinball scene in Brisbane is one of the like most encouraging things I've seen in the pinball hobby, like in the past year. 
um, because it's newer and it's burgeoning, but it's everyone there is so grateful for everything that they have in pinball because there isn't much of it. And because it's such a grassroots, like growing sort of thing. And I think that's easy to lose sight of when we're in places where we have so much pinball that you can start to take it for granted. So seeing them be so thankful and so happy to have the spaces they do and the tournaments they do. And every tournament, the directors are always like, thank you all so much for being here. We couldn't put this together without all of you being a part of it. And, you know, everyone thanks the tournament directors for all the work that they do. And that's something that gets overlooked a lot of times. Thank your tournament directors. They bust their asses so that you can go hang out and play pinball. It it Um, is tough work. (laughs) Support your local TD. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Um, so the community there is just very, very supportive of one another. And I was so welcomed into that community that it's become like family to me there. And so to have the opportunity to go back and to see all of my Aussie mates and to actually be a part of helping the, the entire event happen in an official capacity this time, because last time it was kind of like, let me help. Um, but now I'm on, you know, the board and helping to run events and and that kind of thing so it it's going to be very satisfying to see it again and to see it have have grown um i believe it just sold out it was like 180 players oh or something that the main event is is sold out um and there's a wait list going so there are a ton of different formats so it's like something for everybody it's all ages so it's welcoming for everybody uh, we're doing the queensland championship so that's the women's event for the first time and a female artist did the posters for it. She's amazing. Um, like all kinds of local art happening for that as well. So it's, you know, the community supporting the community. I know um, from Portland, the Urban family, Colin and his parents are coming out for it. I know that Esher Lefkoff's coming out to play. Uh, Bowen's one of the special guests. Steve Ritchie is one of the special guests. Oh, so wow. we have a lot of like fun people who are going to be there. And I know that it's short notice to come this year. But if you can, then come. And if you can't, then definitely, if you are planning a trip abroad, Brisbane Masters in Brisbane, and then save a little time to go hang out on the Gold Coast because the beaches are gorgeous. Um, I have an amazing friend that lives in Perth, and she's always been bugging me to come to Australia. And I'm going to come see you, and I'm also going to go play in this pinball tournament. So excuse me. (laughs) It's literally the entire opposite side of the country from Brisbane. You're on the other side. So you can go visit her for a day and then be like, Brisbane time. (laughs) There is apparently an arcade that opened recently in Perth. um, And I'm excited that the Urbans just, they flew to the west side and then drove. They're driving cross country. So they're doing the whole, yeah, they're going all the way across. So I'm excited to hear what Colin thinks of the arcade there in Perth. Oh my gosh, that's driving so crazy. across the U.S. Like it's just like, yeah, that's that's a several day endeavor. And that's what I was trying um, to explain to somebody. Australia is about the size of the U.S. You guys, it's not like I can just go in a couple hours and be across nope, Australia. Nope, 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 nope. Unless you wanted to fly and then fly back. Yeah. Um, but I highly cannot recommend Brisbane Masters enough. Or if you happen to be in Australia in Brisbane at any time of the year, go check out Netherworld. Do yourself a favor. Um, it's so fabulous. Their food's amazing. Their pinball's amazing. The people who are there, just like such a great community. And then um, Pincade had a fire. And, oh, sad. Um, 
sorry, Pincadia. Pincade is one in New Zealand. I do this all the time. <laughs> Pincadia had a fire and they finally re- reopened, which is so exciting because there was a bunch of smoke damage and things like that, but they are back up and running. That's where the Brisbane Bells and Chimes is based out of is Pincadia. And, um, Tanya, who's one of the owners there, she's going to, um, kind of be my co TD for the Queensland championship out there in Brisbane. And I can't wait. Um, it's, there's so much good stuff happening there. So do yourself a favor. If you're in Brisbane, go play some pinball and hug everybody there for me. Because I need to... Um, yeah. And I get to see my, um, my buddies, Grant and aunt, I actually sent machines over here, did a little road trip, um, from Portland to LA with a nine ball and a Harlem Globetrotters and shipped them over to Australia. So now oh I get goodness. to see, them on the other side and play them <laughs> oh that's too cool it's gonna be awesome oh my god yes it is the summer of jessica so i am so excited for you i hope you have an amazing <laughs> time there and uh, you know then of course you know you're teeting the the whip competition at, at uh pinberg you know because because you don't have enough going on um but before we wrapped up the show um i don't you know if you've listened to a few episodes we have a segment it's the one segment i have it's called inside the pinball <laughs> studio where I ask you um, some questions to find out more about your pinball mind. So Ooh, we will right. jump in. Jessica, what game do you love? Oh, that's a really tough. I'm going to say Sea Witch. Not classic. Very nice. Very nice. It's my baby. Yeah, it's Sea Witch. Is, is, she's, a, she's a classic. She's a classy lady. I love her. <laughs> what game do you hate? Iron Man. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I don't actually, I don't like X-Men. It's like on the short list of the ones I don't like. But mm. yeah. I, I was never, it wasn't that I hated it, but I just didn't, it wasn't the one I would gravitate towards X-Men. Right. So my friend Connor was like, I love X-Men. And there's something about playing a game with someone who loves it where it's so infectious and you're just like, oh, I totally get this now. Ah. <laughs> so props to Connor. <laughs> what is your favorite pinball art? Art package or back glass cabinet art? Wow. I know somebody who. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's a loaded question. I mean, because pinball is like pinball is kinetic art. So like the whole thing is very, very artistic. Um, I. Oh, man, that's such a tough question. I mean, Centaur is a classic. Um, Pinbot, Bride of Pinbot. Uh, you know, like all all of that whole realm of of things. Python's art and the way that Python approached his playfields as like a full piece of art appeals to me greatly. So I very much enjoy Python's games. Um, so I'll I'll probably say that something something along those lines. Right. I'm real non-committal about it because there's so much good stuff out there and I'm like uh, yeah this yeah. is I, I would say out of all the questions I asked this is the one that kind of throws people the most they're like oh, I don't know I don't know if I can pick one I, I, just, I love older games so like I'm an early Stern girl oh yeah so Stern Electronics like I I have um, several of them and that whole very like clean lined aesthetic is good for me anything in space yeah great I love stuff. it. What is your favorite pinball sound? <laughs> uh, oh, I should have done homework and <laughs> all of this before. I I love when they yell hippos in Congo. It makes me really excited. <laughs> oh, um, 
So in in Australia at Netherworld, they had a magic castle. And I had never really played Magic Castle. And there's a sound effect. I don't know if you're familiar with this game. No, where I'm not. But I've seen it, but I've never played it. Yeah. So it's a Zachariah game. Mm-hmm. And so it has all of these monsters, but the monsters, they just change all their names. So they start with Z's. So it's Zachula and Zankenstein. And, and like, it's just a very obvious ripoff of like universal monsters. Right. And when you, you go up this ramp, there's a little trap door on the, the back glass that opens up and Dracula kind of pops, sorry, Zacula kind of pops out <laughs> and he, and he laughs. But when he laughs, it is a very particular laugh where he just goes, wah, ha, 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 ha. And I just crack up. Like you could be playing it. I'm across the arcade and I hear that. And you just hear me laughing from the other room. So that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty powerful one. I would say. All right, that's very specific. I like it though. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like try to play that game because I've only seen pictures of it online. I've never actually seen it in person. Oh, you gotta play it. Yeah. What is? I have a feeling I'm gonna know your answer, but you may surprise me. What is your favorite tournament, festival, or expo event to play in? To play in, uh, I I mean, Pinburg is Pinburg is unlike anything that I've ever participated in. I think the the sheer organization as someone who enjoys that kind of thing is very appealing to me because they do such a spectacular job of it. Um, and this will be my fourth year playing in it. So I obviously keep coming back to it. Um, I obviously really love Brisbane masters. I really love city champ in San Francisco and I love pinball at the lake in SoCal. Nice. I've never, yeah, I haven't had anybody mention pinball at the lake yet. So Coming up again, it's a target match play. That sounds super fun. It is. All right. And stressful, but great. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> what is your grail pin? Like, what is the one pinball machine that either you covet or that you have that is, like, the number one? Stargazer. Nice. And do you own it, or is it something that you are oh, trying to get? No. It's something that I will never, it's like, they're, they're so rare. Yeah. There's so few of them. I, I was going to be surprised working. if you had one. I was like, do you, do you have one? That's amazing. No. See, which is my grail pin that I have. Um, Stargazer is my grail pin that I won't probably ever have. Um, I, I consider myself very lucky to ever be able to play one that someone has generously um, allowed me to touch and lay hands on. So I We'll take as much gameplay as I can on it. Uh, I would love to have it in my house at some point, but I don't think that's going to happen unless they remake them. Stern? Yeah. <clears throat> Stern, Chicago Gaming. Yeah. All right. Who would you most like to play head-to-head, or who's the, your favorite person to, to play head-to-head? Competitively or just, like, hanging out? It can be either way. <laughs> um, I... I don't know. I super love just playing people that I'm friends with because it doesn't seem like it's a competition anymore. You right. know, like even when it is like at Brisbane Masters last year, my friend Vinny and I got paired up first round in finals and we had to play each other. And that's tough because we're buds. Yeah. It's like, and, no, I don't want to kick you out. And like neither one of us wanted to have to kick each other out. But we had a really good time playing pinball together. So that's, that's like a competitive moment that sticks out to me where I played against a friend, but we still had the best time. 
those are the things that I really enjoy. So as long as we're having fun, I enjoy playing pinball with anybody. If you're getting real serious, uh, maybe lower on my list. All right. And final question. We've talked a little bit about it, obviously, because you're making all our dream themes come true. But what would be, besides Wu-Tang, what would be your dream theme or one of them? <laughs> uh, I look literally have an entire list of them in my phone that I'm going to make shirts out of. Um, I, I have repeatedly said Barbarella because I think the art on it would be amazing, like trippy psychedelic. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. That would be really awesome. Uh huh. It would also be super inappropriate and everyone would have all the problems because you need her costuming and her costuming is not um, costume's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's not really a stretch. There's a whole department of people who were making her some rad space clothes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Barbarella. My, I have a family history of my, so my grandfather took my mom and her brothers to the drive-in to see Barbarella. And during the opening sequence, he peeled out of the drive-in. Oh my God. And ever since I'm, mom and her brothers have been obsessed with Barbarella and I also have thus uh, inherited the Barbarella obsession and have a Barbarella tattoo so that is amazing yeah I saw I love the tattoo that you have on like the sleeve that you have of the pinball play field I saw that I was like oh my god that's amazing thank you that was custom by my my tattoo artist um he's Fantastic. Winston the Whale in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, no, it was beautiful, but oh my Thank goodness. You. You, you, you've you got some major ink there. <laughs> oh my goodness. True. All right. Well, Jessica, I mean, I've gushed over you for the past hour, but thank you so much for being on and I'm super jelly of you and I hoping you have an amazing summer of the summer of Jessica. Um, for people who want to find out more about you and what you're doing, where are some places they can come and find you at? The very best place to find me. Um, so online, www.softplungepinball.com. On Instagram, softplungepinball. On Facebook, softplungepinball. Um, also, if you like listening to podcasts, which I know that you do because you're listening to this, theoretically. Um, <laughs> the Pinball Podcast is still still going. We're still alive. Uh, it's a fantastic of- podcast. I enjoy it. Yes, we're still we're still kicking. Um, not put out to pasture yet, so we are still here. Fantastic, and listeners, so you can get the exclusive, amazing Wu Tang pinball summer dress. We are giving away twenty five dollars, a twenty five dollar gift card to Soft Plunge Pinball, the website, so you can buy whatever your little heart loves. Um, that is going to be for one of our listeners. Well, how do I win? The way you're going to do that is that when this gets posted on both Instagram and Facebook, just go to the post, comment on the post and tag a friend and that will enter you in the contest. Also, you must like not only the Backbox Pinball podcast on either Facebook or Instagram, you must also like Soft Plunge Pinball on Facebook or Instagram. And that is how you apply in the contest. It is one entry per person. So you can like us on either Facebook or Instagram. You can do both, but your entry will only count once. It'll count twice in our hearts. Yes, twice in my hearts and you're going to get extra love. Heart emoji, heart emoji. Um, And we will do the drawing for that 
next week that will probably be, let me, I'm forgetting the date date. Um, but that is going to be next week on the 16th, which is Tuesday. And I'll make that announcement of who won the $25 gift card to softplungepinball.com. And there's lots of cool swag. So even if maybe if you want to, you don't want something for yourself, but for your special friend, your special lady or your special guy, you can get them something really cool because this is the gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So um, good luck, everyone. And again, Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you come back. I would love to have you back on the show again. And Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, let's play some pinball sometime. Yes, definitely. That that definitely needs to happen very, very soon. But again, yeah. Jessica, good luck. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Next week, we're going to have another Jessica. Jessica from Pinball Origins is going to be on the show um, talking about how she's collecting stories of people's uh, pinball origins, and which I think is just really fascinating. So I'm excited to have her on the show. And maybe it's going to be like the back box summer of Jessica, because we're just having a bunch of Jessica's <laughs> on the show. Um, but if, if you like it, <laughs> but again, thank you for, for taking us with you and for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you have comments, questions, concerns, witticisms, you know, just want to, you know, somebody to talk to, uh, you can always email the show backbox pinball podcast at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening and keep flipping.